Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hi, this is Richard Jacobs with Future Tech Podcast. Uh, my guest today is Matthew J. O'Toole, a partner at Potter Anderson, and we're going to be talking about um, the recent changes in blockchain regulation in the state of Delaware. So, O'Toole, how are you doing? I'm very good, Richard. Nice to meet you. Nice to talk to you. Yeah, thank you. So uh, just to start, can you give listeners a background on you know who you are and, and your work at Potter Anderson? Sure. Uh, I'm a, a Delaware lawyer. I uh, handle corporate and transactional matters, commercial transactional matters. I've been uh, practicing law in Delaware for nearly 25 years now. I've been at Potter Anderson and Caroon, which is one of the leading Delaware law firms, for a little over four years, and I'm the chair of the firm's uh, business practice group. All right. And then how are you interacting with uh, the state of Delaware and this, this recent uh, change in blockchain regulation and you know, Delaware's stance on uh, all blockchain technologies? Well, my, my introduction to blockchain technology took place about two years ago now, and that came in my role as chair of the Delaware Bar Association's corporation law section. It was in that capacity that I became involved in the, the Delaware Blockchain Initiative. And I can talk a little bit about the initiative, if you'd like. Yeah, I want to get into that for sure. Let's, let's talk about it. Sure. Uh, the Delaware Blockchain Initiative was launched by then-Governor Jack Markell uh, in May of 2016, so I guess that's about 15 months ago now. Uh, he made an announcement at the consensus program in Manhattan, uh, you know, launching the initiative, and the, I, I think the, it's fair to say that the central theme of the initiative is Delaware's embrace of technological innovation. There are uh, you know, several different prongs to the initiative, and the, the one I'll talk about last is really the one with which I've had the greatest uh, involvement. But, but I think it's, it's um, a fair characterization to say that the overarching theme of um, the initiative, in addition to sort of em- you know, embracing technological innovation, is that Delaware is open for blockchain business, and there are a couple of aspects of the initiative that really further that objective. The first is the governor's announcement uh, in May of last year that Delaware is really going to espouse a descriptive 
rather than a proscriptive approach to regulation of blockchain technology. And what that means is, as the governor described it, the, the state's approach would be to actively observe the evolution of the technology, its applications, et cetera. And if and when the time becomes appropriate, the state government would work with uh, industry, consumer groups, other stakeholders to identify best practices and to implement statutes and regulations that really describe those best practices. The uh, Another aspect of the initiative that uh, falls along those lines of you know, Delaware's sort of welcoming blockchain business was the appointment of a state blockchain ombudsperson. I think, um, Richard, you, you interviewed uh, Andrea Tiniano for one of your prior podcasts. Am I right about that? Yeah, yes. So, Andrea, I, I think it's fair to say was, you know, one of the driving forces, if not the foremost uh, driving force initially behind the initiative. She was appointed as the first uh, Delaware blockchain ombudsperson and her role in that capacity was to welcome, welcome blockchain businesses into Delaware and to serve as the point of contact for new opportunities, for programs, partnerships with the state, both in terms of uh, the blockchain industry and other in, interested parties. And she continues in that role today. Um, quick question. A lot of the regulation that could affect, well, does affect companies is federal you know, SEC, FinCEN, et cetera. What's yep. the dynamic between the states and federal law? I mean, even if X number of states are a haven for blockchain-based companies, how do you reconcile with federal regulations and them wanting to uh, to regulate IRS, all these organizations? Well, I think it's, it, it's no different from other aspects of our federal system. Federal law is going to preempt uh, state law to the extent that state law is is uh, inconsistent or otherwise would preclude the proper application of, of the federal law, um, I, I think it's fair to say that there's room for state regulation. Uh, you know, for example, different industries are left to states to regulate. There are state bank commissioners, there are state insurance commissioners, uh, state uh, commercial codes, et cetera that would allow for a large degree of state uh, say-so in regard to blockchain. Uh, and, and, you know, corporation law certainly is is uh, an area where Delaware has had some prominence and where we've recently taken some steps in terms of, uh, you know, uh, enabling Delaware corporations to to utilize blockchain technology. That's that's something that uh, is part of the initiative, Delaware Blockchain Initiative, and um, you know one of the aspects of the of the initiative that I'll certainly plan to talk about uh, today, probably at greater length than any other aspect of the initiative. All right. So tell me some of the, uh, the specifics of what Delaware is doing to make it a hospitable place for blockchain companies. Uh, well, the the the, uh, the state has, uh, uh, you know, to use the phrase, sort of eaten its own cooking here in terms of uh, implementing blockchain technology. The governor, when he announced, Governor Markell, when he announced the uh, blockchain initiative last year, basically, 
you know, wanted to walk the walk in addition to talking the talk. And so he announced the creation of an infrastructure for managing and validating permanent records kept by the State Public Archives Division. And and there was an initial use case involving orders and, and other records of the Delaware Public Service Commission. That's been implemented. Uh, I have heard the state archivist talk uh, with some enthusiasm about about that. So that's one of the, uh, you know, sort of more tangible demonstrations of the state's embrace of blockchain. But the the aspect of it that, that as I said, I've had the most involvement with has been in the uh, part of the blockchain initiative that the governor announced uh, last year that deals with our uh, general corporation law. And the the governor asked the council of the corporation law section of the uh, the state bar association to consider the advisability of amendments to our Delaware general corporation law to allow for so-called distributed ledger or or blockchain shares. And as I mentioned, I was serving as the chair of that group at the time, and a committee of that group was established to study the question. I was part of that committee, and we undertook to educate ourselves about the technology. Since we're lawyers, not technologists, we needed to uh, at least have a layperson's understanding of what blockchain was all about. We we evaluated policy issues and, and determined that Delaware really would be advised to permit uh, distributed ledger or blockchain shares. And having gotten to that point, we then drafted proposed amendments to our corporation law, which were debated and, and ultimately modified to some extent and then presented to the Delaware legislature for their consideration. I am happy to say that the proposed amendments passed each chamber of the General Assembly with virtually no dissent. And they were signed by uh, Governor Carney late last month, and the amendments became effective the first of this month uh, on August first. So, have you seen any response from the, uh, you know, the, the community of blockchain companies that some have decided to uh, make their headquarters there, or you know, what, what's been the result of this? Well, I, I think that those those amendments that I just talked about are, uh, you know, just one part of the initiative. I think there's been a great deal of interest since May of 2016 when the initiative was launched in terms of businesses um, coming to Delaware and, uh, you know, blockchain-based businesses coming to Delaware, uh, you know, opening up uh, companies or subsidiary companies here, uh, locating people here, uh, taking advantage of the state's openness towards the technology. It's... um, it's been interesting to see the breadth of of different companies and, and different industries that have, you know, taken an interest in this. Um, more specifically, in terms of the, the corporation law amendments, I think that there's a great deal of enthusiasm uh, in the marketplace for implementation of uh the recent changes to our law that were enacted. It's only been on the books now for two weeks, so I can't tell you as I sit here today on, on August 15th that uh, that we've seen, you know, an avalanche of companies actually implement 
distributed ledger regimes, but I can tell you that there's been um, uh, you know considerable interest in um, in, in, in companies taking advantage of what the Delaware law now allows. In the world of blockchain, you know, there's open blockchains, there's private ones, there's also the cryptocurrency, you know, use case, and then there's other use cases. Um, any parts of the blockchain ecosystem that you know the state of Delaware is not welcoming to, or it's whatever comes from the market. No, I don't think that that's that that's the case. I mean, certainly, if uh, you know an industry participant uh, gains a, a deserved reputation, uh, let's just say a deserved uh, you know negative reputation, then I don't think that that party can expect to be embraced by state government or or uh, the private sector in the state, but that's, uh, I would think, no different from anywhere else. As I, as I said at the beginning, the state is really, uh, you know, putting out the welcome mat for, for blockchain business and um, not adopting a heavy-handed regulatory approach to the industry. With regard to the amendments that were uh, enacted in our corporation law that allow for blockchain shares of stock and the you know the creation and trading of those uh, electronic uncertificated shares the the statute is broadly enabling which is to say it allows corporations to utilize blockchain technology for the creation and maintenance of their internal corporate records including the stock ledger um, uh, but the amendments are not mandatory in, in any sense. In other words, Delaware corporations are not required to use blockchain, and the statute doesn't dictate the use of a particular blockchain or a particular service pro- provider or vendor in in any way. It's really up to individual companies to make their own decisions about whether to utilize blockchain and uh, if so, how they go about doing it. Okay. Um, how do you think that Delaware's uh, welcome mat is going to affect, you know, federal regulations? Do you think they'll just shrug it off and do what they want to do? And, you know, then other states like New York with bit license, the tightening, the clamping down, how does that affect the federal posture? Do you think any of the states are going to have much of an influence or it's not until the majority of states go one way or another, things are going to change or be affected? Well. I don't know if I'm 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 really fully qualified to answer that question. I, I I guess I will say that I think the the you know there are lots of different federal regulatory bodies uh, that would have an interest in in blockchain. I don't know that Delaware's approach is really going to dictate how the the federal government uh, reacts in terms of regulating blockchain other than to uh, suspect that if there is a surge in the the use, the creation and use of blockchain shares, that might prompt some, uh, you know, more concrete and uh, and maybe uh, uh, expedite to some extent federal regulation, uh, you know, securities-type regulation. But the SEC made a pronouncement just recently, uh, you know, in that area, and 
so it seems to me that the fed, federal regulatory authorities are really going to do what they're going to do, um, you know, as is typically the case on their own schedule. That's my perception mm. of it. I, as I say, you know, I don't, I don't profess to have 360 degree vision on this. Right. Yeah. And it, it is just opinion, I guess. But um, mm-hmm. how about Delaware's relationships with other states? Do you think this will be a positive thing or a source of strain? Or uh, I don't. I don't think it's a source of a source of strain, Richard. I think if anything, it's been interesting to me uh, to to hear both directly and and more often indirectly about other uh, states and and other jurisdictions reaching out to uh, our uh, state government participants in the blockchain initiative to uh, you know collaborate to to hear what uh, what Delaware has learned um, uh, from the experience thus far and to uh, you know adopt a, a, a collaborative approach to this uh, I, I've heard uh, of numerous instances where that's happened where there's been you know public sector to public sector outreach state government to state government and I've had uh, that experience myself where I've talked to government officials from other jurisdictions who are interested in just hearing about you know what Delaware has done what some of the approaches have been uh and so forth so I don't uh, I think as a general matter our state government has got pretty positive relationships with with others and uh I don't see the blockchain initiative being anything other than a positive in terms of those relationships. Well, very good. So, uh, last question: what What do you anticipate that we're going to see now that um, you know some of the new resolutions are in place? What's your guess on what's going to happen in the next six months to a year in Delaware? Well, uh, I think that there's there will be some some uses, uh, some some adoptions of, of blockchain um, share regimes. One of the things that uh, we're doing at my firm is is focusing on those amendments, recently enacted corporate law amendments, primarily refining our advice to corporations about their decision whether to implement blockchain technology for corporate record keeping, the governance aspects of that of that decision, and our advice regarding the implementation of the technology so that it's done in compliance with Delaware law. And I think that it's fair to say that there are details uh, to be observed in connection with those decisions uh, and implementation. And and we're enthused about it uh, and and excited about working with companies to to help them along that path. But but more than that, you know, and again, I bring a lawyer's perspective to this. We're looking beyond those corporate law amendments to other applications of blockchain technology uh, and trying to uh, you know develop our thinking and uh, and and policy uh, initiatives around those other applications of blockchain. I think it's a pretty interesting and exciting uh, time here. Great, wonderful. All right, any other things I should have asked you, or do you think that's a, that's a good close to the podcast? Uh, I think that's a I think that's a pretty good pretty good close, Richard. I think that. Uh, you know, as I say, my my focus is really on the corporation law aspect of this, uh, this, but but that's by no means the exclusive focus of of Delaware. 
Uh, and uh, it's it's going to be an interesting, not just six months, I think it's going to be an interesting several years uh, to see how things develop. Definitely, yeah. Okay, well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. You bet. My pleasure. The Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.